Hello everyone, my name is Jethro Samakas and I'd like to welcome you to today's episode of the podcast. Today we'll be talking about a very important topic. It's titled, Making Yourself Better. We start with the initial idea of knowing what you do not know. Most times we think we know quite a lot, but then life shows us and challenges show us that we might not know as much as we thought we knew. And secondly, when we find out what we don't know, then we'll work on challenging ourselves. Challenging ourselves to learn, challenging ourselves to grow, challenging ourselves to improve, and challenging ourselves to seek knowledge to ensure that we are constantly being better than we were before. And then we branch off into being kind to yourself. In the process of challenging yourself, you might fail, you might miss opportunities, you might miss targets. Do you just beat yourself to a pulp or do you pick yourself up, learn from your mistakes and do better? Finally, in the process of success, when you achieve it, there are skills that helped you get there. So we'll be building on acquired skills. Stay tuned, we have great stuff coming your way. Hello everyone, welcome back again to today's episode of the podcast. So, in the journey of self-development, most times we fall into the trap of ego where one feels I've achieved so much, I know so much, I know more than everybody else and there's nothing anyone can tell me. And this is a trap. It's a trap because someone who believes that they are the best cannot become better. Someone who believes that they have reached their pinnacle have nothing more to achieve anymore, hence they plateau or start declining. Someone who believes that I am the best of the best, better than the rest, most likely would not continue in developing themselves or being better. Because there's this belief that there's no one better than me. The funny thing is, I I learned from athletes a lot and I looked at Usain Bolt's life during the time he was an active athlete and I realized that one thing he did was consistently push himself to have a quicker start so that he doesn't lose time when the race begins. One, he doesn't have a false start. Two, he doesn't lose time when the race begins. And I wondered why, why, would, why would you bother about that? I mean, even if you start slow, you're faster than everyone else. And, and then I realized that Regardless of how good someone is, regardless of how good and how much someone has achieved, there's still room for improvement. There are still opportunities to make yourself better. And that's the whole idea of of this podcast. The whole idea of today's episode is making yourself better. It starts first with knowing what you do not know. Now, knowing what you do not know gives you the opportunity to appreciate the world itself and how little you know in the vastness of the world. Um, One popular quote I like is, what we know is a drop, what we do not know is an ocean. So imagine a drop in the ocean, it makes very little waves. So realizing that what I know is not as much as I should, gives you the opportunity to want to know more. Knowing that As much as I know there's someone out there that knows more than I do and I should be willing and humble enough to sit down and um, listen 
to what this person has to offer is one major step in the journey of making yourself better and developing yourself. There's a principle by Frank Samrock, who's a mixed martial arts pioneer, and the training principle he uses is plus, minus, and equal. Now, the plus means you have someone better than you who you learn from. Minus is you have someone lesser than you you train. And equal means you have someone who is of the same level as you are and you guys fight each other and practice to, to get better. So that way you have a full 360 degree view. You're teaching someone what you know. You're impacting knowledge. It helps you solidify on what you already know. You have someone like a mentor or someone better than you teaching you what they know and impacting knowledge and then you use that to practice on someone who's at the same level with you and show them the level of skills you've developed over time. Now, this is important in every aspect of our lives because one, if you don't have people ahead of you to teach you and show you things you do not know, there's a high tendency that you feel you're at the top and there's nothing anyone can teach you. If you don't have someone to impact, then there's no, there's no knowledge passed on to the oncoming generation. So you can't solidify on what you, do, you know and um, you cannot also know what you do not know. Because when you teach people, they ask questions and those questions bring out things that maybe you never thought about. And then you can meet your mentor to provide guidance. And if you don't know where those at your current level or your equals are, there's a high tendency that development will leave you in the mud and they will all advance far beyond you and you're just there believing that oh I know so much, I, I have so much in mind but it isn't really reality. And then when you know what you do not know, the next thing to do is challenge yourself. Now there's a quote I have framed in my house, uh, it says to challenge yourself is to give yourself a chance. And I look at it every morning and it reminds me that regardless of where you are, regardless of how much you've achieved, there's still more out there. And it has a picture of someone climbing the mountain, so it's daily motivation for me. And the idea of challenging yourself, of pushing yourself to something higher than you thought you could, comes from the background of setting audacious goals. Now a goal, they say a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? But a goal in itself gives you something to drive towards. A goal in itself gives you something to push for. A goal in itself gives you, should have the much needed motivation to drive you to do more than you thought was possible. That's why you have to set audacious goals. But then someone asks us, what happens when you don't achieve those goals? What happens when the goals don't come to reality? Well, you have to be kind to yourself. Now, someone will say, are you telling me I shouldn't be hard on myself? I shouldn't call myself out when I fail? No. But at least you should realize what made me fail. What opportunities didn't I maximize and what opportunities did I take that led to this failure? What assumptions did I make that led me to this error? And how best 
can I manage myself to ensure that this does not repeat? That's being kind to yourself. If you make a mistake, don't go saying I'm a failure, I'm a bust, everything I do does not succeed and because of that, this is who I am. No, 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 no. You made a mistake. Sure. It was most likely your fault and your decisions led you to where you are. Great. But then pick yourself up, learn from your mistakes, don't wallow in them, learn. These are the steps I took that led to this and if I didn't take these steps, most likely this would have been the outcome. So I will not repeat this again. I hold myself accountable and I'll keep improving. Um, in the book Ego is the Enemy, there was one, one particular statement. It says if you want to manage others, you have to manage yourself first. If you want to manage your dreams, you have to manage yourself first. So as you set audacious goals, manage yourself, manage your thoughts, manage your, your statements, manage your steps, the things you do, the things you think, the actions you take, manage them. Ask yourself, if I take these actions today, would they help me achieve the goal I have tomorrow? For example, someone has a football match in the next two hours and the person decides to sit down and take 15 wraps of a bath. That guy will be very heavy. That guy or that lady will be very heavy. And if they cannot run or move around on the field, they easily know that it's the 15 wraps of their body took that brought them to that point. So they'll be kind to themselves. Tomorrow I'll not take 15 wraps of their body before I, two hours before my match. Maybe I'll take it 10 hours or 12 hours before the match so that I can have enough energy from the air to come and play. So those are some practical steps you could take. And then when you achieve success, the next thing to do is identify the skills that brought you to where you are. Maybe it was communication skills. Maybe it was analytic skills. Maybe it was collaboration. Maybe it was adaptability, adapting to changing priorities. It might be skills that are very soft, that you have to sit back and actually look at it and have others provide the feedback to help you identify those skills and when you do consolidate on them build on them find someone who is a level above you in this skill and see what they are doing they might not be someone close if they are close that's an advantage but it could be on the website linkedin has a lot of people showing um, different skills so look at how they write look at how they present things so my example when i came into my role uh, I identified first people who had been there for quite some time and who are trusted advisors in that role. I understood what they did. I looked at how they framed emails and the kind of results they got from their emails. And then I patterned my writing, I patterned my presentation, I patterned my mannerisms after the way they framed theirs. My supervisor, the way he writes my advisors, the way they present things and also people from different departments who were at top levels in the company. So I looked at how they wrote, asked them questions when I had the opportunity, looked at their packs, how did their packs look like, looked at those in corporate um, headquarters and other companies, how did they present their information. LinkedIn was a very good place to do that survey and grab that information. When I did that, I looked at my current role, what am I doing, how can I bring these skills into what I'm doing. 
and how can I consolidate on what I've learned? Okay, I tried it in one part, see how people reacted. Did it help pass on my message better or did it just confuse everyone? And then I tried it in other presentations, tried it in emails, and I saw, I got feedback, quick feedback from them. Okay, this is why you, you presented it this way. This is the best way to present it. This is how we've done it before. This might be an improvement. Okay, we could try this way for a while and see how it works. And it really helps. So one, one major thing is look for people who have the skills you, you think you need. Learn from them and try and practice it quickly. Apply it in your next email, your next meeting, your next slide, your next presentation and see how it goes. Same thing for a student. If you have an assignment, give it your best. Look at other schools, see what other students are doing and give it your best. See how you can bring in these um, things you've learned from Coursera or Stanford Online or Harvard Online, as the case may be, and see how you can bring it into your assignment, your project, your presentations. Try and see what other countries are doing, other people are doing. And social media gives you the opportunity to go across countries without having a visa. So you can easily see what anybody's doing on Twitter or on LinkedIn or sometimes Facebook, mostly Instagram, and see how it works. Try and apply it into your project, presentation, meetings, emails, and you find out that you build skills over time, you've consolidated on them, and you're getting to an advanced level or specialist level in those various areas. So we've learned a lot today. We've learned quite a lot. We've learned about knowing what you do not know, challenging yourself, being kind to yourself, especially when the results don't come out as planned, and building on acquired skills and consolidating on them. So this has been a good episode. Thank you for being here with us and listening all the way. I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.